everybody. Welcome to the Geek Generation episode 137. Ooh, 137. Yeah. Mike Volby's in studio and Jen Janet's in studio. Hello. Hello. The other girl. The other girl. <laughs> yeah, we have two girls and they just rotate. So, uh, yesterday, went out for a run. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't end well. No? No. What happened? I, well, I, I haven't been running for a while because I've wanted to focus on in the gym stuff and the weights and everything, but I'm not getting the results out of it that I wanted to. So I was like, I'm going to do a lot more cardio now. So I've been running again for like two weeks, mm-hmm. usually doing anywhere from sometimes I'll do weights and then go out for a mile and a half or something or do like two and a half miles. I've been doing a couple different routes. I don't like running around here as much as I did in Blackstone because Blackstone, there was just less traffic. Yeah. And it was easier to high traffic area. Yeah. So there's a lot more here, but there there are some decent routes to do. But uh, I I planned on going for a two and a half mile run. Yeah. And I just wasn't paying attention at a certain point because I was my mind wasn't on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) GLaDOS wasn't telling you where to turn. Bingo. But my my mind wanders when I'm running. It's a good like meditative time to think of stuff. Yeah. And next thing I know, I'm like, wait, where am I? And I I didn't really know. So I just Welcome to Canada. Holy <laughs> crap. Yeah. I was surprised. I didn't know where I was, but I just I kept going and then at some point I made the decision that I'm not stopping until I get home anyway. Yeah. So I kept running until I hit another main road. And I since I was doing a whole loop where I just had to keep turning left anyway. I took a left at the next road that I recognized and then another left. And eventually I did get back home mm-hmm. forty five minutes later. And I had done like almost five miles and wow. Yeah. <laughs> Slick. A good workout, though. Oh yeah, I was so dead when I got back, but oh, <laughs> so I probably need to pay attention, plot that out a little bit better. Yeah, I have no sense of direction though. One of my friends commented on Facebook like that he's gonna get me a GPS watch or something because yeah. I don't have the phone to connect to GPS while I'm running, mm. so I just have to rely on my my own sense of direction, which is terrible, absolutely horrible. Well done. I Thanks. don't know. I hate running, so. <laughs> yeah. I can't uh, run either. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I do it because it works, yeah. really. That's kind of the only reason. Mm. Um, so I, a, a week or two, I don't know if I had mentioned on the show before that I was planning on doing stand up at some point. I think you did. I don't know. Maybe it was like a quick thing. Yeah. And I didn't really announce on the show when I was going to do it. Cause I didn't want a ton of people there mm. that I know. Cause I didn't know how bad I was going to do. So I only had a few people come, uh, yeah. Roger Andrews, friend of the show. Uh, one of my friends from second grade who is a huge Trekkie like me. And it was an all star Trek comedy night so and he was in in from washington dc or not dc he lives in uh pennsylvania now he was in from pennsylvania for the weekend yeah so i was like oh that's perfect you have to come down and and watch the set so he he was there too and i was not and volpe tried i tried (laughs) but but my inability to deal with any kind of city driving uh lack of parking traffic road construction put me in a position where i eventually just said fuck it yeah and i hit the home button on my gps and i went home. that sucks because you wasted i was so much there time. too yeah i was there but by the time you got there i think i was done you were anyway done. i didn't get to the area till 8 20 yeah and i started at eight and i was telling heather the whole time like he I'm, we're gonna miss him he said he was gonna be second or third and we're gonna miss him and uh, i couldn't find parking there was n- nowhere everything around there was all residential right and you right. need a sticker and there was even then there were no spots open that was yeah. the problem well for future reference mm-hmm. apparently the businesses it doesn't matter. The business lots are all open for parking on the weekends. The only restriction is weekdays until like 6 p.m. Okay. So That's I ended up parking know. in a business lot, too. Yeah. I didn't know that beforehand either. I just kind of took chances and then talked to the people in the club. And they're like, yeah, you just park in any of those. So on the weekend, it's easy. But I found out there's an open mic in North Attleboro like every Wednesday night that I'm going to go down to and check that out. It's a lot closer, out. too. Yeah, a lot yeah. closer. <laughs> and I'm going to try that out and see if I can get up in that one. They They allow like eight to ten minutes per comic it's a lot of time it is a lot of time i did end up doing like seven minutes though uh on the first (laughs) wait you went over your time this sounds familiar i was was given (laughs) wrestling again (laughs) i was given five to seven so i i I actually kind of hit my time i was happy with it uh but i have the set recorded okay and i'm i have no problem playing it during the show because one i think it went well (laughs) and two this is all star trek material yep I can't imagine anywhere else I'm going to do this stuff. So it's kind of dead before it was even like aired. Like most most people won't air the material all the time because mm-hmm. they want to keep doing it. 
or they're still working it out. But this is all Star Trek this stuff. Was what like the hell a very am I going to do? Specific yeah. Uh, yeah. set. Yeah, you're not going to go do this at the stand-up club in North Attleboro. Exactly. I, I mean, I might carry well, like could. one or two jokes over mm-hmm. that are more familiar. But I did do. We had talked about the bit that I wrote that was kind of a tribute to Pete Holmes. Yeah, because we listened to some of his comedy recently, and he has the bits where he'll like rhyme words, and it's a silly bit, mm-hmm. and he'll say like "Piers." Get beers and it just like it's all rhyming stuff. Or one, yeah. we won one, one. That was the one we had <laughs> yeah, heard before. Yeah, that was good. So I made kind of a, a Pete Holmes ish joke as my closer, and it, that joke alone went like two and a half minutes. Really, it's a whole setup. Wow. It's a whole setup, and there's audience participation and mm-hmm. all that. So I'll, I'll play the set for you guys while I awkwardly stare at you as you're listening to me. Okay, <laughs> wait, can't wait. wait. Yeah, right. <laughs> If you don't know Star Trek stuff, it might not be good. But it it was funny, too, because oh. there were only like, even though it was a Star Trek comedy mm-hmm. night, most comics didn't even do Star Trek material. Most of the audience were not Trekkies. So I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> I am screwed. But it actually went over OK. Uh, our next comedian uh, coming up to the stage. Uh, very funny guy. Uh, he is part of he is uh, the host and creator of the Geek Generation. No pressure. A little bit more. Not at all. That. Uh, very funny man, very avid Star Trek uh, aficionado, a Trekkie, not a Trekker, a Trekkie. I like Trekkie. He and I are are, are pro Trekkie. Give it up for Rob Logan. Yay! Yay! Yay me! Yay, past me. Oh, he looks dashing. <laughs> How are you guys? How you doing? Good. I'm a bit of a noob, so I got my uh, show notes in front of me. Um, I am dressed for the occasion tonight, as you can see. Star Trek T-shirt going on right here. I am. Uh, however, I did not choose to wear my dress uniform, mainly because I don't enjoy wearing a teenage girl slumber party attire. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that. The nice sequin bedazzled strip going on there is very masculine, but uh, not quite my style. Have you guys seen the remastered Blu-rays? Yeah? No? Nobody? Come on! Where are the trackies at? Show me some hands. Wow. My set might go over some heads. Um, Alright, so remaster Blu-rays. They look amazing. They rescanned all the all the film from the original series and everything, and they did a lot of the graphics over. Like, you look at the transporter beam, you can see all the shimmers and the glitter and all that stuff. Uh, you take a look at the crystalline entity. Even in the pilot episode, that thing looks beautiful, right? Uh, the board cube, if you look at it, you can see all the, like, nuts and bolts, nooks and crannies going on there. But, uh, Counselor Troy's hair in season one. <laughs> Ain't nobody fixing that. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I attacked hair. Too soon. <laughs> um, Too soon. A lot of great peripheral characters in Star Trek. You got, uh, Lieutenant Barkley I'm a big fan of, the guy that was obsessed with the holodeck, right? Although every time I saw him in an episode, I expected Mr. T to show up. <laughs> to be like passed out in the corner, a little dribble of milk coming down the side of his mouth. I ain't getting on no space plane, fool. <laughs> horrible Mr. D. Ambrosian. Um, Chief O'Brien, the transporter chief, another great peripheral character. Started off on the peripheral, worked his way into the core group on Deep Space Nine. Good for Chief O'Brien. No round of applause for Chief O'Brien. There you go. Support the chief. Although, I have to ask the question, who thought it was a good idea to put an Irishman behind the transporter controls? <laughs> in Boston, well done. You think drunk driving's bad? Way too materialized, upside down, big toe embedded in the ceiling, all set up for a game of human piñata. Rethink that decision. Uh, as big a Trekkie as I am, and not a Trekker, as big a Trekkie as I am, I don't understand the people that take the time to learn Klingon. A language for an alien race that doesn't exist outside of the TV and movies and stuff. Um, but I think we need to bring it back to Earth and kind of focus on our own language first. I think once you know the difference between your and your, the possessive and the contraction, then you can take the time to properly pronounce gah. And if you don't know what gah is, because I have a feeling some of you don't. Do a Google image search after the show. You'll know how to pronounce it already when you throw up in your mouth a little bit. <laughs> kind of sounds like that, too. Uh, there's a lot of great technology on Star Trek. We're getting some of that technology now, which is really cool. Your tablet that you have is kind of a pad, right? Your smartphone is kind of like a tricorder. You got all the programs in there, scanning stuff with your camera and everything, right? Um, but another thing that having the technology now is showing us is that it would be really bad to be an addict in Star Trek time. 
I mean, look at your friends walking around with their smartphones right now. They're all zombified. <laughs> Words with friends. <laughs> but that's not the worst of it. It's going to get worse. Take a food addict, give him a replicator. <laughs> Guys, that's like a fat kid at a Slurpee machine. <laughs> Just turn your head upside down there and go, Computer, hot fudge Sunday. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I feel you right up. Uh, and imagine if Captain Kirk had access to a holodeck. He didn't, but if he did, that guy would never stop fucking. <laughs> Ever. I don't know how his Nexus stream wasn't just an orgy of green-skinned alien chicks. <laughs> Picard busts in on that scene. I want no part of this. Never thank you. Uh, guys, this last bit I'm going to do is kind of silly. It needs a little interaction, though, so I can't do it without you. I think we can all agree, to some extent, that The Wrath of Khan is one of the better Star Trek movies, yeah? Yeah. There, there's some applause right there. It is. Um, it's also one of the best examples of William Shatner's blatant overacting. <laughs> and it all can be summed up in one word, in one line, when he screams the name of his enemy. If you're not familiar, the movie's called The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Stay with me. I want to do this together. We're going to make some noise up in here. Yeah. The one line. All right, count of three. One, two, three. Khan! Solid. <laughs> All right. Now, I also like to think that William Shatner is a method actor, and that momentum carries throughout the rest of his day. So he's out getting some food, maybe, and the guy asks, Mr. Shatner, uh, what, what would you like on your hot dog? What condiment? What, what kind of mustard? If you know where I'm going with this, feel free to join in. I would like... Dijon! <laughs> The other ones I'm going to need you for. That was just a demonstration. Okay? Uh, Mr. Shatner, we have all these desserts here. Our specialty is pie. <laughs> Mr. Shatner, what kind of pie would you like? It's got his name in it, so let's go. One, two, three. <laughs> Fantastic. Mr. Shatner, you're a great actor. I'm a fan of other great actors. I'm a fan of Natalie Portman. She's also a great actress. What's your favorite Natalie Portman movie? Take a moment to process. <laughs> Starts with black. Yeah. One, two, three. Black Swan! <laughs> awesome. Okay. There's always been a healthy rivalry between Star Wars and Star Trek, Mr. Shatner. And if you had the opportunity to go back in time and play any Star Wars character... Who would you play? There's a couple options here. You might say one thing. You might say another. It's okay. On three. One, two, three. Darth Vader. Obviously. Thanks, guys. My name's Rob Logan. Well done, well done. I'm sweating. I'm like nervous for you. I wasn't even there. Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm sweating. Natalie Portman is my girl crush. I love Thank that. You, so you can much. be a geek as well. He's like the super geek. He's like the geek that I would blow a trumpet for when a junk a jock is like taking my lunch. They're like, oh, what do you do? Play Dungeons and Dragons? I'd be like, bah, bah, bah. And I'd be like, damn right I do. And here's my here's my Minotaur. What you got? I'm a Minotaur. <laughs> Uh, but I do well want to done. thank Kevin Harrington for giving me that opportunity. He was the host of the night and hosts that every month. Uh, I am planning on doing it again, mm -hmm. as well as hitting up some other places because I really enjoyed doing comedy. And You sounded good. You were fluid. Didn't mm -hmm. stumble over your words. I was a little stuttery with my voice, a little quivery. Just nerves so there, time. but yeah. You kept it going. I tried, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For the first could. time up, I think it was okay. Absolutely. They but, laughed yeah. and they participated. Yeah, the craziest thing with the whole part is that since it was an all Star Trek night, like I really wanted to do Star Trek material. And even though I've been writing stuff for years, mm -hmm. I did none of the stuff that I've been writing. I wrote all that the month leading up to it. So, And I even cut a few bits that I was going to do. I had one bit comparing uh, the word Trekkie to the N-word. And I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't Ooh. do that. <laughs> 
But there are some little things here and there that Save I Save that for your cut. HBO special. Yeah, right. Exactly. There will apparently be video of it. They do videotape them. Oh. And they'll be distributing the videos to the comics. Uh, so eventually I'll get that up on YouTube so people awesome. can check it out that way. But yeah, so that was fun. Enjoyed it. Uh, also, this week coming up is E3. Yeah. Starting today for people hearing this on Monday and going pretty much, I think, all week E3 goes for. I so. feel like the next week is going to be the biggest online bitch fest that we will ever <laughs> experience in our lifetimes. Oh, to absolutely. This point. Yeah. This is going to I'm not looking forward to this. Facebook and Twitter are going to be a mess. I might just not participate in any of the discussions for the sake People of everybody. People complain about everything. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is going to be bad. I, I think I'm setting a personal rule where I'm only going to talk about the things from E3 that I'm excited about, at least online. I'll talk about everything here, but yeah, the things that I'm excited about, I'll probably talk about. And if someone just comments Let's negatively, post only the positive. Exactly. And if someone responds negatively, I'm just going to pretend there was nothing there mm -hmm. said. Uh, but E3 will be covering in an upcoming show, not next week because we're recording two today. So we'll get another one up Monday, and then the following week we'll cover everything we can from E3 because I'm sure there's going to be a ton of news. Yeah, I was going to say we could try. We could try to get together and just do something quick. We could. We could. Next Possibly. week I, I have nothing. Well, I have nothing going on. Yeah, it's not, not like this past week where it was nonstop. <laughs> yeah. I have no it's a idea. Much slower right week, now. thank God. I just I feel guilty making you drive all the time. Oh, so I try. That's why we do the two. Yeah. yeah. But, what are you gonna do? Uh, also, movies that I've seen recently. I saw yes. the Hangover Part Three recently. Yes, I which saw it as well. Was abysmal. I thought. I didn't think it was abysmal. Did you I heard it? it was like the same as the other two, though. Not at all. Actually. No, oh. actually, that's what I enjoyed most. Yeah, that, that was the only it, aspect I cared it about. It was better than the second one. Not that that mm -hmm. was hard to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The storyline is different. It's a lot more action packed. It's a little more centered around the Asian guy, oh. um, Ken Young's character. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Was, the, I mean, they were, it was just different. It had yeah. a different feel to the it. The plot I don't know. structure was not what it was in one and two. It's like mm -hmm. they wake up, they don't know what's happened. You right. kind of piece the movie yeah. together as you go through. Two part of the reason two wasn't good is they repeated the formula mm -hmm. exactly, and two wasn't funny. Uh, and then three did not do that at all. It was a very oh. linear story. It was more of like uh, a road trip type idea because right. they had all these places that they were going to, which they did do in the others a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's not about piecing together something. They actually mm -hmm. had a goal that they were trying to accomplish. And uh, I just didn't find it funny. It did have John Goodman. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. I just I like the second one. I, I might have laughed once or twice. Oh, The theater was laughing when I, I don't know. The theater was when I went too, but I don't know. I, I wasn't. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as bad as what they said. Yeah. The reviews, it was so, the reviews were so bad and so negative that I had said to you, I was like, oh, Heather's going to drag me to see this. Like, I did not want to go. Oh, yeah. You and then didn't after at all. I saw it, I made her pay for it too. <laughs> after we saw it, I was like, well, I didn't pay for it. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to pay for it, I don't know. Might have lost a star or two. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Now You See Me. Yeah. Which was the magician movie. Some people were crapping on it, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Storyline was not what I expected. No. I no. expected it to be this, I don't know what I expected, this big reveal at the end of how all the tricks were done. Mm -hmm. And they just reveal as they go along. And that threw right. me off right from the beginning. As oh, soon really? As they mm -hmm. revealed how the first yeah. trick was done. I was like, wait a minute. What's this format? Yeah. What are we doing? The big twist, I didn't see coming necessarily there were a couple different I people i thought it for a second and yeah then went, no and then i dismissed it too because yeah. i was like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense right based on some other things so the the twist didn't entirely work for me mm. but overall i still liked the movie yeah it was a good so movie. it really didn't matter uh in the grand scheme i don't think did you saw it too john no my oh. friend saw it though she said oh, okay. it was really good yeah yeah i liked mm -hmm. it i thought it was good I love Isla Fisher, so <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, all the performances were really good. Woody Harrelson was awesome. He's yep. awesome and everything. Um, yeah, I liked it overall. Morgan Freeman. He's he can't be bad. It's right. just not possible. You just listen to his voice for two hours. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even have like to be anything God. on the screen. Yeah, there was screen time between Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman. So I mean, yeah. how bad could it be? <laughs> Let's right. be honest. Uh anything you guys watch recently or um, I saw Warm Bodies, but that's been out for a while. I saw that recently too. Yeah, I liked it, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a girl. So. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought it was okay. Yeah. It was better than Twilight. Yeah, definitely. You do have to put it out of you have to put like 
Twilight, you have to put the idea of traditional zombies mm-hmm. out of your head because they're yeah. not traditional zombies. There's something very different, obviously. Yeah. If I mean, if you try to explain the whole thing to people, it you sound, sounds awful. Yeah, it's so. all it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I but didn't see it. the The disappointing factor for me is I heard it was kind of like a like a a satire on the Twilight genre, and it really wasn't. No, I don't think it was. It almost took itself as seriously, not as seriously as Twilight, but yeah. Um, yeah, like it, there were parts that were funny though. So there that was, were that was good. Yeah, it was definitely a better movie than Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Well, Twilight they had a, such a small budget too. I mean, right, they right. really couldn't make a good movie. Either. And Warm Bodies, the book came out only a little bit before it got picked up and made into the movie. Yeah, I think there's I a second it, book but... in the franchise now, but mm-hmm. at the time there was only the one, and the guy was working on the second, which is crazy. But it wasn't yeah. too bad. I watched, yeah, I like um, what did I watch last night? Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Oh, I saw that too. <laughs> oh, man. I saw that in the theater. Did you? Yeah, I did. It wasn't terrible, but there's, it's. That went, that was in the theaters? Yeah. That sounds yeah. like a, such a B movie. It was, and yet it was Jeremy Renner and uh, Gemma Arterton were the leads in it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was pretty ridiculous. I actually liked it because it's just kicking ass the whole time. Yeah. Just the whole time. If you go great. in, you go, this is an action movie that's yeah. over the top and ridiculous. That's then why you I like liked it. it but... yeah. yeah. That's, that's why I liked yeah. what I liked about it. Yeah. I, I was in the mood for just an action movie yeah. where I didn't yeah. care. And that's what it was. Very gory too. Yeah. Like surprisingly gory. Mm, There's I a guess. part where. Maybe I'm desensitized. Maybe. <laughs> There was a part where uh, one of the witches gets a guy up, like dangling from tree branches. Like the branches come down and grab him. Yeah. And it quarters him. Oh, like it yeah. just rips That's all cool. his limbs and his head off. All at the same time, you see like the spatter of blood and everything. Nice. There's a troll that walks around, like steps on people's heads and they just explode like balloons. And yeah. That sounds like a good <laughs> yeah. movie. But it's one of those movies, kind of like Wild Wild West, where mm. you're like, they don't have these kind of weapons <laughs> in this time. Like, uh, she has a crossbow that shoots out, like, almost like a machine gun. So many little quills. And then at one point, it splits sideways, and she shoots in both directions. I'm like, come on. (laughs) This is ridiculous. They have, like, Gatling guns This is not realistic. Yeah. But the trolls are. (laughs) Because it's a period piece. You're like, they don't have that technology. But if you just go in and know what it is, then you can still enjoy it. Anything else? I liked it. No Um, other movies? or No. All right, just checking. Uh, we have a ton of news. We'll do some at the top here, and then we'll do some after the break. The first one is, and some of this stuff might change with E3, the big press conferences. If you're listening to this on Monday, the Microsoft conference, I believe, is at 1230 Eastern time, and the PlayStation one is like 8 o'clock or something, 630 or 8 o'clock at night, something like that. Uh, but you can get all that information online, I'm sure. I'll tweet out all the times and everything mm-hmm. at Geek Generation on the Facebook page so people can watch. I'll be watching everything, which means I'm getting no work Is done Nintendo this there week. this year? <laughs> They're not doing the big press conference this year. They have nothing. They opted not to, yeah. They're doing another thing where they're they're making the games that they're showing at E3 uh, they're making them publicly available at Best Buys. Like You can go play them at kiosks at local Best Buys, which is kind of cool. But it kind of takes away from like the specialness of it. Like this, you can you can see it, but you can't touch it. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of forgotten this year. Yeah, well, they're so far behind console wise compared to the other two. Mm. Although traditionalists who don't want any of the other weird things that are going on with the other consoles might pick up the Wii U and go, "This is gaming the way I'm familiar with it and comfortable with." Mm. There's that possibility too. So Nintendo might actually uh, get some backswing. Actually, since there was a, a figure that was released. When the Xbox won uh, the announcement conference that we talked about, yeah. after that aired, sales of the Wii U went up 360%. Oh, so they sold one more? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I guess there were a lot of people that were like, well, I'm not getting the Xbox One now, so yeah. I'm going to buy a Wii U because I know, I know what I'm getting with that already. I think that was the key. Like, there's so many unanswered questions with both Xbox and PS4. I was going to say, yeah. So they were turned off by the PlayStation. And then they said, all right, let's see what Xbox does. And then they were like, oh, man. And since they saw both the other ones and they didn't want that stuff, then they opted Wii U, I guess. But there have been uh, some details, some additional details revealed on the Xbox One. The game licensing, they did reveal uh, the additional details. And there's a bunch of things here. This is from the official xbox site 
Uh, they're saying that you'll be able to buy disc-based games at traditional retailers or online through Xbox Live on the day of release. Mm-hmm. Discs will continue to be a great way to install your games quickly. So disc-based games are not going away. After signing in and installing, you can play any of your games from any Xbox One because a digital copy of your game is stored on your console and in the cloud. So, for example, while you're logged in at your friend's house, you can play your games. We had the question of if there was going to be a fee for like installing it on someone yeah. else's system, then how do I just bring my game to your house and play? This is the answer to that. And you it's actually a really play over the cloud. It's actually a really good one. Like if you mm. have an Xbox one and I have an account, if I own a game, I can go to your place, log in with my account and play any game. So I don't even have to bring my games to your place. Right. They're all in the That's cloud. Good. Yeah. Convenient. That's actually really That's cool. Step in the right direction. Absolutely. That's a fantastic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, your friends and family, your guests and acquaintances get unlimited access to all of your games. Anyone can play your games on your console, regardless of whether you're logged in or their relationship to you. Xbox One will enable new forms of access for families. Up to 10 members of your family can log in and play from your shared games library on any Xbox One. Just like today, a family member can play your copy of Forza Motorsport at a friend's house. Only now, they will not just see Forza, but all of your shared games. You can always play your games and any one of your family members can be playing from your shared library at a given time. So it looks like you'll be able to share your games amongst a group of 10 people. Uh I don't know what their definition of family is. Maybe it could just be nine other friends. Yeah, that'd be good. Right. Because imagine how that would save money. That's a lot of people. It is. <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah. I couldn't name <laughs> right. nine people right now that were friends. Yeah. I don't even know if I get off one hand. And it's probably a smaller <laughs> group of people that you would share exactly. games mm-hmm. with. So um, that's actually really cool, too. Yep. Especially if their definition of family is really loose and you can kind of choose whoever you want. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Today, some gamers choose to sell their old disc-based games back for cash and credit. We designed Xbox One so game publishers can enable you to trade in your games at participating retailers. Microsoft does not charge a platform fee to retailers, publishers, or consumers for enabling transfer of these games. Xbox One is designed so game publishers can enable you to give your disc-based games to your friends. There are no fees charged as part of these transfers. Mm -hmm. So we thought there would even be, like, if you give the game to someone else and they install it, they're going to get a fee charged. But apparently that's not the case. But there is a pretty strict stipulation on how that works there are two requirements you can only give them to people who have been on on your friends list for at least 30 days Mm -hmm. so you have to have connected for at least a month and each game can only be given once yeah so you can share with one friend okay and that's it Mm -hmm. so yeah it's not too bad but there are some people kind of upset about that already too they're the worst they would be yeah Uh, In our role as a game publisher, Microsoft Studios will enable you to give your games to friends or trade in your Xbox One games at participating retailers. Third-party publishers may opt in or out of supporting game resale and may set up business terms and transfer fees with retailers. Microsoft does not receive any compensation as part of this. In addition, third-party publishers can enable you to give games to friends. Loaning or renting games won't be available at launch, but we are exploring the possibilities with our partners. So that's another fear people have. People that use Gamefly and things yeah. like that, they're like, oh, crap. Because right now they won't be able to use Gamefly right. at launch, though. They're working mm-hmm. on something. Maybe they're working on a deal with Gamefly and with Redbox and things like that. So we'll see where that goes. Hmm. Uh, they, I think Microsoft's pulling a smart move here. It's not necessarily the best for everybody, but they're taking the pressure off of themselves by saying third-party publishers have the choice. We're keeping our hands off of this. Yeah. If a company decides they don't want their games to be loaned or rented or anything, that's up to them, not mm-hmm. us. We're not going to be the enemy. But companies can also say, well, we don't care if you loan or rent them, so you can do whatever you want with them. Right. And that's not on Microsoft either. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very much in the hands of the publisher now. Some will probably be hated for this and some will not. And they'll might feel pressure to just allow people to do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and then blah, blah, blah. That's everything here. So it's like all that bitching and complaining was for nothing. Not exactly. No. Because while a lot of that stuff. About something. Yeah. While a lot of that stuff sounds good, we got more news about the previously vague statement that was on there that said, quote, it does not have to be always connected, but Xbox One does require a connection to the internet. That was a really weird, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what that means statement because it, it's both yeah. sides of the coin. So wait. Uh, I don't have to be connected, but I do need to have a connection. 
I'm confused with that. Mm-hmm. This is the thing people really are pissed off about, and I can understand why, because this is kind of limiting. Even offline, users can still watch live television, DVD, and Blu-ray discs. However, in order to play games on the console, players must check in online once every 24 hours or gameplay will be disabled. If a player is logged onto a friend's console, like if I'm if I'm logged in at your house, something yeah. like that, the online check-in must happen once every hour to continue gaming. So if, let's say, your when internet... When are you ever anywhere where you're not logged into the internet? Well, The only way I could see it happening is, if you go to somebody's house and they don't have the internet, yeah, they shouldn't be your friend. <laughs> like, who doesn't have the internet? That's Microsoft's at attitude. Yeah, no, and they're and absolutely they, right. They it's 2000. It. It's, it's funny because, like, we envision the future being where, like, everybody has the internet and, like, everything's connected to the internet. Yeah. Like, the future's going to be awesome. And here we are, like, implementing this, and people are like, no, we don't want this. It's 2013. Yeah. You need to get the internet and get high-speed internet. Well, that's Microsoft's attitude, and they said it beforehand. They got lambasted for it. One guy got, like, ridiculed by the company itself and attacked by the internet because he basically said, if you don't have broadband internet, we don't care about you. And that's he was very blunt about it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you're not our target audience. We're not concerned with you if you don't have broadband Internet that you can connect to all the time. Mm -hmm. But the reason people are upset with this is because there are times where things could be out of their hands. People don't want to be told how they can use their system. So let's say your router breaks Mm -hmm. for longer than a day. The Internet takes up so much of your time. You might want to pass the time by playing video games. Mm -hmm. You can't even if. Like your games are all there. Yeah. You can't play them because your router went down and it broke. Mm-hmm. Or if your internet service provider goes down, like when we had, uh, when we had all those weird blackouts, like over mm-hmm. the last couple of years, mm-hmm. power came back at one point way before the internet did. So yeah. we went days without the internet where it would have been nice to play some video games because there were very few things to actually do. Yeah. If, if that was what you wanted to do, wouldn't have had that option. Then there's also the example of the SimCity debacle that happened recently where EA released SimCity and it was uh, a single player campaign that you had to stay online. You had to be connected to play even the single player campaign. Mm-hmm. And then the SimCity servers were all down for a week on the game launch. Oh, so mm-hmm. it could be Microsoft's fault that we can't connect, but mm-hmm. we still can't play. Right. So these are all the concerns people have. That could happen. Right. They're rare. Yeah, they, so they are frustrating. Rare. If my internet went down and I couldn't play games, but pretty much all the games I play, I have to connect to the internet anyway. Yeah, multiplayer. Oh yeah, except see. for like you know Saints Row. Right. You know, if I was sitting there without internet, I'm like, oh, all right, I'll play games, and then I can't. Right. It's frustrating, but you know what? Hey, maybe, maybe you maybe. get up and you go for a run. You maybe. Fat <laughs> but it's it's like, not even. Things. They're all, they're all like, yeah. What are we gonna do? Go do something else. Draw a picture. Which is fine. Play cards. What, yeah, but... Talk to someone face to face. Make friends that have no the kidding. internet. No kidding. Like, come on. <laughs> Go play at someone else's we, house. All the people who are complaining, we need visualization of these people. I want a snapshot. I want to see them online. What do they look like? What <laughs> do they do? Make them register and I'm pretty take a sure, picture. Yes, we know who... Yeah. What have I can understand the anger because it is... Nobody likes Big Brother taking control. Right. And the, I get it. That's... And again, we don't know if Sony's going to follow suit. We haven't heard. We'll know more. I hope during their press conference they'll say something about it. But uh, I, I can understand where people are not happy with mm-hmm. this. So there there were some good things on the one hand mm-hmm. that they did clarify. But then on the other hand, there were some things that, again, people are not necessarily fans of. Right. So we'll have to wait and see more. And E3, I'm sure, will fill in all the blanks. Uh, We're going to get into the rest of the news, but before we do, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Looking for a way to show your geek pride? We've got a great selection of t-shirts over at the Geek Generation store to help you out. Represent the Geek Generation with a G-Shield logo tee, become Lord of the Geeks, or rock the gamer shirt. All proceeds support the show and allow us to continue bringing you free content. Get your shirt now by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash store. Hey, Amazon users, if you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. 
Hi, this is John DeLancey, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. The BBC has announced that Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor, will be leaving Doctor Who after four years of playing the character, finishing up after starring in the 50th anniversary special in November, and saying his farewell in the Christmas special. Mm. There was a lot of speculation leading up to this that Matt Smith would be leaving soon. People were hoping that wasn't the case, but he's had a long run. This makes is makes me so sad. Yeah. I don't care. I'm upset. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, he was I mean, everyone loves David Tennant, but he was my favorite doctor. Smith was. Yeah, he yeah. was. Tennant's my doctor still. So. Yeah. I love Matt Smith. It took me a little while mm. to warm up to him, but when I did, totally I think accepted he, he him. He brings like a new kind of quirky oh, yeah. character. Like he's a different I think he's more like light and like fun mm-hmm. kind of. Well yeah, Eccleston and, was really dark. Yeah. Tennant, I think. It was had, a little less dark, but... He was a little less dark. I think he had a better switch. Like, mm-hmm. he could go 180 yeah. really well, go from the goofy to the... Like, he'd be right. smiling and then get super serious all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, he would. That's what I liked about him. And I vote Crispin Glover as the next Doctor. I don't even watch it, but he's weird. <laughs> he's weird, so which means he's he works. Creepy thin man. But uh, he's been on for a while. I actually thought the second half of Series 7... I, the first half was great, mm-hmm. like, the end leading up to the end of the ponds and yeah. everything. The while the season finale was awesome, the second half of series seven was kind of stale. It was. I don't like. I think it was the writing. It was. Yeah. The stories were not interesting. Yeah. I love the dynamic between the Doctor and Clara. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that. It wasn't that we had a yeah. new companion. I actually really enjoyed her, but mm-hmm. the stories were not good. And that was really disappointing because wasn't it still being written by the same person? It's same still people? Stephen Moffat's still in charge. Yeah. But I think the only we only had like two really good episodes. There mm. were some that were okay. Yeah, They're, like the submarine ones sucked. There's like none that really stand out to yeah. me as being like great. Nightmare and Silver was really good. The one that Neil Gaiman wrote with all the Cybermen. Oh yeah, I really that liked good. that one. Mm-hmm. And then the season finale, mm-hmm. and that was kind of it. Even the season finale, I didn't really enjoy that much. I enjoyed it. It wasn't. It answered a lot of questions. Like yeah, we know, it did. we know what Clara is now. I just thought it was strange. Like, it I, was. I wasn't. I don't know. I thought it was weird. Yeah. I didn't expect it. I guess it was nice to see River again. But yeah, like as a whole, I know River's a beloved character, but I don't know. I just never. Mm. I never liked her that much. Mm. She was almost a little too forceful. Yeah. Yeah. She's very aggressive. <laughs> I mean, I think they wanted her to be that way, oh, kind of to balance him out. Yeah. Like. Well, she was the one yeah. that could put him in check. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But now Clara kind of does that, but in a different way. Yeah. In a more like, oh, I like that way. It's because <laughs> he doesn't like know what she's about. Right. Like, he doesn't know what's going on. And he's with her. he's in a way a little bit infatuated yeah, with her. Yeah, exactly. So it's a different dynamic there. But I mean, we still have two more episodes with Smith. We get the 50th mm-hmm. anniversary. We get the Christmas special and he's yep. supposed to regenerate during the Christmas special. So I'm ready for a new doctor. I love Smith. Yeah. And I always fear what's coming next. But I'm ready. I think mm-hmm. it's time. I, I have think, no idea what direction they're going to take this in. I don't either. I have no idea. Yeah. There's a lot of rumors out there. We'll go over some soon, but it's uh, it's up in the air right now. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon has confirmed two or more characters that will appear in the Avengers 2. Oh. Pietro and Wanda Maximov. No I idea who they, who they are. Better known mm-hmm. as the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Is she going to wear that outfit? I'm in. (laughs) Uh, The announcement came as a surprise, not because of the character choice, but because the characters are the mutant children of Magneto. So they Mm -hmm. fall under the film license agreement Fox has over all of Marvel's mutant characters. They're also main characters in the Avengers, so Marvel Studios can technically use them with certain restrictions. These include not referencing their mutant or Magneto-related lineage. So the characters can appear in the Avengers, too. But they can make no mention that they're mutants, and they can make no mention that they're the children of Magneto. So they are brother and sister. That's silly. Mm-hmm. But that's <laughs> just silly. That is kind of weird. Well, Why can't we all just get along for <laughs> the right? sake of, no, no, we can't. Fox is apparently not super happy about it. Uh, Whedon recently appeared on Jimmy Fallon and was asked why he picked the two characters, to which he replied. Besides the fact that I grew up reading them, their, um, uh, their powers are very visually interesting. Oh, that's good. One of the problems I had on the first one was everybody basically had punchy powers. 
Like, I can hit. I can also I can hit. Punch I can as well. hit harder. <laughs> yeah, I can punch harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah that gets and boring. So Two-hour movie. You're like, all right, can you do anything else? Yeah. Hopefully, it didn't get too boring. No. But never coming into the second one, it's like, kid, you know, he's got super speed. She's can weave spells and a little telekinesis, get inside your head. There's good stuff that they can do. So interesting to have mom, some different then, powers. If it's Magneto's uh, kids, I honestly don't remember. Oh, it's yeah, just I a normal person. Either. Yeah, I don't know. Magneto, I think, has kids all over the place. Oh, just ooh. like Mystique does. Yeah, he gets around. Yeah. Mystique's got all sorts of kids out there like mm. Nightcrawler and yeah. uh, other people. <laughs> uh, to make things more interesting, X-Men Days of Future Past director Brian Singer tweeted out that Evan Peters has been cast to play Quicksilver in his upcoming film. Wait, so Quicksilver is going to be in the next X-Men movie, too. The same guys playing him? Mm. Oh, Some people oh. thought this might be the first step in merging the cinematic universes. By having the same mm-hmm. actor in both films as Quicksilver. Well, this isn't confusing at all, right? <laughs> but the rap is reporting that Kickass's Aaron Taylor Johnson is the current frontrunner to play the character in the Avengers too. I feel like if two like big things are coming out at the same time, mm-hmm. kind of need. I don't know. It's weird when different actors play some singularity. That, if it's yeah. coming out around the same time, I think they're coming out in the same. Ye- well, no, that's not true. I think mm-hmm. Avengers is 2015. Yeah. So X Men's a year beforehand. They're both going to use Quicksilver, but they're not going to be the same person. And I'm going to get confused. Yeah, it's a little weird, especially like how different the costume is going to look, probably. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. We'll have to wait I think and it see, could, I guess. It could go either way. It could be awesome. It like, could be. It could be kind of. Yeah. I'm excited to see them in the Avengers because they're going to be a lot more prominent. I think mm-hmm. the, the cast of Days of Future Past is so big that why mm-hmm. even bother throwing in Quicksilver? He's not a major part of the story. I think Fox is doing it just as a power mm-hmm. play to say, well, uh, we have the rights to him, too. So we're going to use him as well. It's it's been weird because mm. we didn't said first that they were going to use him. Then Fox cast someone as Quicksilver. And now Whedon's like showing his front runner and everything. So yeah. it's a whole little weird back and forth going so on. Silly. Yeah. Uh, Benicio Del Toro, Glenn Close and Doctor Who star Karen Gillan have joined the cast of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh. Del Toro has been cast in a lead role, but his character is being kept secret for now. Deadline is reporting that the actor has also signed a multi-picture deal with Marvel. Some people are speculating that he might voice Rocket Raccoon or Thanos. I can't wait to see the raccoon. <laughs> right? I'm pumped for that. There was a picture that I put on the Facebook page a little while ago of uh, director James Gunn on set with an actual raccoon oh really yeah it was it was kind of adorable <laughs> uh close is playing a leadership role in nova corp which is the intergalactic space patrol and gillen has been cast as the lead female villain in the movie oh, that's gonna be awesome however who that character is has yet to be announced oh no she'll be fine yeah It'll oh be she'll be awesome yeah she i love karen gillen yeah but this cast is looking pretty awesome so mm-hmm. far like i know very little about the guardians of the galaxy themselves but based on who's in the movie and everything, I'm really pumped for it now. Mm. Yeah. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of his. Benicio Del Toro? Yeah, he bores me. Oh, really? Yeah. I think his role, I think I he's know. a fine actor, but he's played some kind of crappy roles Yeah, overall. Plants vs. Zombies 2, yay, <laughs> will launch worldwide on July 18th exclusively for iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. Oh. Which is the part I'm not a fan of. Not on Facebook? Uh, What? Isn't it on Facebook, too? That's a whole different one. That's Plants vs. Zombies Adventures, which is a just Facebook game. Yeah, I tried playing it. Yeah. I was like, this is what Rob's playing. (laughs) I haven't even... Deleted it quick. Yeah, I haven't even played Angry Birds. Like, I don't want to get into anything. I don't want to be addicted to these Mm. games. See, that's the thing. These iPod games and stuff, I'm not addicted to any of them. I only play them when I have... like. When I'm mm-hmm. sitting at a graduation, I'm bored. I used to I might open a game. I used to play Bejeweled Blitz all the time. Yeah. And then my mom started playing it and she actually got like addicted to it. And yeah. she'd like she told me she'd be like laying in bed like at night and then she'd be like seeing like the jewels. Honestly, like, I was in the same like, boat God. for a little while. Yeah. And that's why I stopped playing yeah. Facebook games. But right, I think Candy Crush is everyone's jam right now. Yeah, it, it is. seems to be. I will not touch it. And that. I'm not touching it. I don't know what it. it is, but I'm yeah. not touching it. Not touching it. Uh, designed from the ground up as a live service, the ever-expanding universe of Plants vs. Zombies 2 continues the epic struggle of plants defending your brains against zombies from your backyard through the vast reaches of time, both past and future. New worlds with new levels, plants, zombies, and new ways to play will be released on an ongoing basis. 
Leveraging the touch interface of Apple's popular mobile devices, Plants vs. Zombies 2 includes all-new touchscreen power-ups that enable players to break the fourth wall and interact with zombies directly as well as via plant defenses. Free to download, Plants vs. Zombies 2 will expand and extend the classic gameplay of the original and provide players with dozens of all-new levels, plants, and zombies across multiple worlds at no cost. While the vast majority of the game will be entirely free to play, players can face every zombie and access every level in every world at no cost. Players will also be able to purchase upgrades and other in-game items. Most of that stuff is generally... Like if you want to accomplish things faster, unlock mm. things faster then fine. But the free version will be the full game on the question of a PC release. PopCap's community manager responded, quote, we will be launching first exclusively with Apple, but we have lots of plans underway. More news will follow. PVZ has always been a game that we want to bring to everyone and we will. So me personally, I'm waiting for the PC release because as excited as I am for Plants vs. Zombies 2, because I love the first one so much. I I want to play on my computer, not my touch. I hate being mm-hmm. I will never play touch games when I'm at home. I'm like, I can play games yeah. on my computer. I can play games on my PS3. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing games on my friggin phone. Yeah, Those are meant so for small. other times. Yeah. In the car. <laughs> while you're driving. <laughs> while driving. <laughs> killing zombies while I'm on the highway. And killing other people. <laughs> exactly. EA has announced it will discontinue its online pass program. Citing the reason that many players didn't respond to the format, the company stated that they've listened to the feedback and decided to do away with it moving forward. The company went on to say that over the coming weeks, they'll be eliminating the program from all existing EA titles as well. When the rollout is complete, EA sports games will no longer prompt players to enter an online passcode and other games will offer content for free. So if you've bought an online pass for a current game, mm-hmm. they're going to reward you by giving you some additional free content so you don't feel like you got screwed. Mm. So I think that's good. I think it's also a preemptive move with the next generation of consoles coming out that they could just implement something else <laughs> because they'll, they'll, like Microsoft said, third parties will be in control of how their games are distributed and everything. Right. So they'll just ditch the online pass system now and then implement probably a new one as the new consoles roll out. That's my thought. We shall see. NetherRealm Studios has released a trailer revealing their next DLC character for Injustice Gods Among Us, Mortal Kombat's Scorpion. Oh. So Scorpion's entering the DC universe. The look of this version of Scorpion was designed by Jim Lee, co-publisher at DC Entertainment. Scorpion will be available on Tuesday, June 11th to those who purchase the season pass or available separately for 400 Microsoft points on XBLA or $5 on PSN. I still think $5 is a lot for an additional character for in a fighting guy. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that's why I think people buy the season passes now. The better deal is if you buy all the content right. beforehand. Mm-hmm. The look of Scorpion is really cool. Jim Lee designed Jim it Lee's awesome. Great. Oh, he's yeah. amazing. Do you have a picture? Uh, not with oh. me. I meant to put it up and I didn't. But it, it's he actually has a Scorpion like on him now. He looks very similar mm-hmm. to the classic Scorpion, but he has... Uh, like kind of the the head of a scorpion, like going down the front yeah. of it. Uh, he's got his swords yeah. have two like talony oh, cool. leg looking things mm-hmm. that arch over. He's got like the legs kind of reaching up mm-hmm. over his hood, and his spear is actually the scorpion tail. Oh, that's cool. So he throws that out now. Yeah. So get over here. Right. The whole like dead. chain and everything is like the scorpion tail. Mm. It's actually really awesome looking. Early plans are underway for both a new South Park movie. As well as another entry in the Friday the 13th series. Yeah, I did not know this. (laughs) Somehow it's all thanks to Christopher Nolan's upcoming sci-fi movie, Interstellar, creating a deal between Paramount and Warner Brothers Pictures that gives Paramount partial rights to both properties for the next five years. Really? Mm -hmm. So they make it a new Friday the 13th? Tentative plans. All right. Yeah, I knew you'd be excited. I'm I'm obviously way more excited about the South Park movie because the first one is one of my favorite movies. We'll meet in the middle. (laughs) Can we put Jason in the South Park movie (laughs) and vice versa? That'd be great. I'd go see Friday the 13th if Cartman was in it. Like, even if he gets killed. They killed Kenny so many times. Oh, that's the best movie idea ever. The whole movie just keeps getting killed. (laughs) That'd be the best thing ever. Uh, okay, I have to make this announcement very dramatic because it is. Already. I know I know you'll be excited about this, Mike. Me? Mm-hmm. Four score and eight years ago, 
The Saints Row 4 marketing department brought forth on this continent a new collector's edition conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all wub is created equal. <laughs> Saints Row 4 has announced their collector's edition entitled the Super Dangerous Wub Wub Edition. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. In the Super Dangerous Wub Wub Edition is a 12-inch dubstep gun replica capable of rendering your enemies absolutely speechless with the power of Wub. The ultra-high-quality weapon replica packs a party with a bitchin' design, sweet tunes directly from the in-game dubstep gun and a laser sight. Wow. Right? Wow. <laughs> Additionally, the Super Dangerous Wub Wub Edition comes with an awe-inspiring 8-inch Johnny Gat memorial statue for all saints to be able to pay tribute to the greatest saint while kicking ass in the name of liberty. And because no president is ever without the button, the Super Dangerous Wub Wub Edition comes with That's... a pocket-sized dubstep doomsday button I so fans it. can drop bombs on the go. Fans purchasing the Collector's Edition will also receive... All in-game items from the Commander-in-Chief pre-order bonus, which include a Screaming Eagle VTOL that fires rockets out of its talons mm. and can invoke the Sonic Scream attack. A limited edition American Uncle Sam uniform decked out in the American flag colors and a stimulus package of epic proportions, the, <laughs> the America gun, America. everyone's American dream weapon. The pack is available for pre-order right now for $19.99 while supplies last. Saints Row 4 will hit shelves on August 20th. Cool. That's a solid pack of goodness. It's pretty epic. <laughs> and we were talking about how much we love the dubstep gun yeah. after seeing the previews of the game at now we can PAX own East. One. Now we could own one. I am contemplating buying this. <laughs> Are you? I am. I like a lot of the, the limited edition packs. I, I rarely buy ones that are this expensive. Like a lot of the times they'll go for around 80-ish dollars. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like I got the infamous one so i got cole mcgrath up there i got yeah. the uncharted three one so i have that like big case looking box up there yeah. and nathan drake over Who there looks like Corey feldman right <laughs> and i got the god of war ascensions one so i have kratos down there on yeah. the shelf so i do buy them occasionally and now a dubstep gun and now i could put a Can dubstep gun above your tv right and i think the button would go in the workspace somewhere yes, <laughs> yes. i don't know if the button does anything or if it's just a button I, don't know. I hope there's say, a sound effect to it. Yeah, it'd yeah. be nice if there was at least a sound effect. But everything is very dubstep-centered. Mm -hmm. So Saints Row 4, I couldn't be more excited about. Uh, yeah. Here's another one for you, Mike Volby. Okay. When Robert Kirkman created the Walking Dead comic book, he envisioned it as a never-ending zombie story. AMC Network CEO Josh Sapin seems to share that vision for the TV series, recently telling The Hollywood Reporter, quote, we hope that zombies live forever, and we've just begun to find out what the post-apocalyptic world is like, so that we'll be sitting here at the Barclays Conference in 2022 discussing the fact that Walking Dead is not over. Oh, it's never going to end. As far as they're concerned. And Unless ratings go really bad and AMC goes screw Yeah. It. Well, I mean, right now it's one of the highest rated and shows the on TV. And so. don't get too old. Yeah. Well, if they do, it is a series where they could just kill people mm -hmm. and yeah. bring in new characters. But you can't kill Rick. Like, Rick is the show. Right now he is. He is. You never know. <sighs> they could keep the universe alive and just... They could. I isn't think the he, ultimate thing would be killing Rick. Isn't his son becoming, like, crazy because he's growing up in that world? I don't and know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, he's just... Yeah, he doesn't... Yeah. He's not very sensitive. <laughs> he doesn't... He's not scared to kill somebody now. How old is his character, Carl? The, I don't know. Carl I feel like he'll be become, like, like 11, the main 10, character. 11, yeah, maybe? Yeah, jeez. Oh, yeah, you would become yeah, more. I feel like he'll Eventually, become, like, I think in the comics, that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Rick will die, and then Carl Well, yeah, will even in over. the comics, eventually, yeah. they'll get rid of Rick and all these other characters and move forward. Maybe Carl will get older, and there'll be a yeah. whole new generation mm -hmm. eventually. One would think. Granted, you can be timeless in the comics, but yeah. I think it's more interesting to treat it like it's real and they're aging mm -hmm. and all that stuff. A sequel to Hot Tub Time Machine was previously announced. Yes. And casting news has followed. Returning from the original movie are Rob Corddry, Craig Robinson, and Clark Duke. Replacing mm -hmm. John Cusack as the lead will be Adam Scott. Scott, however, will not be portraying Cusack's character, but will instead play a new one, which is a very smart move. Mm -hmm. And I do think Cusack's story was over. 
from yeah, the first one. That was his story, the yeah. first one. A, a sequel's not necessarily required, but I, I see what they're doing with it. Uh, Chevy Chase has been confirmed to make his return as the mysterious hot tub repairman. Awesome. Community's Gillian Jacobs has also joined the cast as the female lead, and she's cool, so that works. Directed by the returning Steve Pink, the film is rumored to be lampooning the 90s this time around, as the first was set primarily in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So they're doing something different there, too, which would lend itself to then they, they talked about being in the future. They did at one point, Rob yeah. Rob Corgi was on Howard Stern That's talking right. about it. He says that because the movie's so low budget, mm-hmm. the future isn't going to look all that spectacular. They like did talk about the going future to the future. Did, yeah. But that it's going to be little things yep. that you're going to miss. Like, yeah. They miss those. They're like, the future sucks. And then yeah. like a dog goes by on a flying skateboard or something. You know? Oh, that's right. You mentioned yeah. That, yeah. They miss that. They I miss love all Rob the cool Corddry. stuff. Like, yeah, he's, cool. he's even better when he's on Howard and everything and Geek Time. And mm-hmm. he's such a cool guy. Here's another Mike Wolby story. Oh. It's just loaded with him this week. It's all about me. It is. Lionsgate has set an August 15th, 2014 release date for what? The Expendables 3. All right. Who's in it? Which will again star Sylvester Stallone. Yes. Currently in advanced negotiations to join the film. So not 100% confirmed, mm-hmm. but in negotiations are Jackie Chan. Yes. Wesley Snipes. Makes sense. Nicolas Cage. Okay. And Mila Jovovich. Oh, cool. That's good. They're adding her. Yeah. They're saving the rock for number four. I might actually see it if she's in it. She's badass. <laughs> you kind of have like that Resident Evil thing going I've been today. Told. You got the, like nobody can <laughs> see this you. girl, but she's right. in like a dress. Like a, she's a, like no one's ever said anything that nice to me. No, <laughs> no people have told that me that is the that sweetest that thing anybody's ever said. To <laughs> yeah. People told me I look like her once. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I look yeah. like her, yeah. but. I don't, they, I don't know. Um, they like associate me with her, and I'm like, oh, okay. I still think ra- random Mila Jovovich trivia. Mm. She was in the pilot episode of one of my favorite TV shows, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, much really? younger Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Mm. Love that show. Last story WWE Studios is working alongside Warner Brothers on an animated Flintstones project, mm. which will likely go direct to video in early 2015. And direct to the trash can. <laughs> John Cena, Vince McMahon, and CM Punk will lend their voices to prehistoric versions of themselves named John Cena Stone, mm. Vince McMagma, and CM Punk Rock. Of course. When the modern Stone Age family visits their equivalent of a WWE match. Wow. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> I so don't care about this, no, but I thought it was terrible. funny. Again, but where are the ice cream bars? Yeah, right. All this other stuff, but still no ice cream bars. There, uh, what was it? I completely lost my train of thought. WWE should focus on yeah. wrestling. Wrestling. Oh, movies. maybe, maybe. Mm. That'd be a good or idea. Or maybe making a good video game. That's that would right. even be within their realm. All well, 2K14 is on the way. WWE yeah. 2K14. But wasn't but that what THQ had already? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that much different than what they originally intended before the Switch. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll find out more about that at E3 too. We shall see. That's all we got this week, though. Oh, that's it? That's it. Final thought or something you want to plug? Mike Volby? No. No? No, Jen? I really don't. You got I some will, new music out there, right? I will plug something. Yeah. Yes, I will. Um, June 30th, I have a gig in Boston, the Midway Cafe. Oh. Um, you can go to my page at facebook.com slash Music, and there's a link to buy tickets, or if you know me personally, you can buy them. They're $8. So. Yeah. What kind of music is it? <laughs> um, it's pop rock. Cool. Um, we're doing a more rock-oriented show, though. And so. what is your role in this band I'm the of misfits? Singer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Awesome. Band of misfits. <laughs> As we talked about on the TV episode, everything has misfits now. It does. <laughs> awesome. All right, head over to thegeekgeneration.com to see everything we post there. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at geekgeneration on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. We haven't gotten a ton of those recently, but I'd love to hear some feedback from the fans. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. So we're out of here for this week. We will see you guys later. See ya. Toodles. Toodles. Had to say toodles. Make it so.